0: got me a four-unit property Mm -hmm. in a beautiful Chicago suburb no money down um I kept all of my money in my pocket which was about 12 grand I walked away from the closing table with a five thousand dollar check okay and um I was financially free after that (laughs)
1: Welcome to the House Rich Show. We talk to average people that have done above-average things in real estate. The sponsor for today's show is House Rich, the official brand of home ownership. Use promo code POD P O D for discount on merchandise. So uh, today we're going to talk to Andre Haynes, better known as Renaissance One Two Five, or maybe better known as Andre, depending who you you talk to. So um, I love his story because he's like the epitome of like the 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 average person. Like I don't think he's had any any handouts in life, but he he got information executed on and now he's financially fr- financially free through real estate and, and other avenues as well so um, can you tell the folks a little bit about yourself Andre what's
0: going on man appreciate you having me on uh again like you said my name is Andre Haynes uh aka renaissance125 across all social media platforms and um I'm a regular dude from the South Side of Chicago, man. at of B Wells Projects. Um, I didn't grow up with, you know, financial literacy. Um, I had a real uh, struggle as a childhood. Um, both parents had drug issues. I was adopted into my own family, and I really just had to figure this shit out, man.
1: So, so I came across you uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, through, through like a stock options thing, and then I started following you a little bit more, and I kind of got into your found out a little bit about more about your journey into to real estate and using the NACA program. So how, how did you get, like, involved in NACA? Like, how did you get, get started there?
0: Um, through a, a mentee, a mentor of mine, um, she's like a big sister to me. I was, I had stepped away from music because uh, I was chasing a music career probably, like, from my teenage years all the way up till I was, like, 26, 27 years old. And after a while, I just realized, you know, it wasn't paying no dividends. And I had, you know, bills, kids, all of these different things that, you know, just... I wasn't making a priority and it was just time for me to really just like man up. So I kind of like had to make a a conscious decision and effort to step away from music, which was extremely humbler for me. Mm -hmm. And um, I went and got me a job, man. And um, it was a job at like, a telemarketing company that was just like the weakest shit in the world where I'm just like putting people in schools, like i from Colorado tech university, AIU, uh, capital schools that just weren't accredited and shit like that. But like I did good because I could make sales, I could talk, I a hustle, you know what I mean? And, um, I would hit bonuses and and just like make all kind of extra money. And I thought, wow, man, I just saw myself sitting on like 10 grand. And throughout that process, I had been educating myself and reading because once I stepped away from music, you know, I, really just tried to like figure out another way for me to be wealthy because I hadn't given up on my dream of being wealthy. Cause like I always wanted to be wealthy. Like just it was something in me that just drove me to, you know what I mean, chase wealth and, you know what I mean, and, and, and riches because I just didn't like that post shit. Like that shit just didn't feel good to me. It just never just like sat well with me. So I put everything into just trying to, you
1: know what I'm
0: saying, break those curses that, you know what I mean, my family had been dealing with forever. And um and like I say, man, I came across Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Money Master the Game. Um, and those books just like really like changed my life and turned me on to like mindset and just finance and how those two things pretty much can like get you to where you want to go, if you know what I mean, if you take the proper steps. And um, that was just kind of like me, me going down a rabbit hole and from there, man, it's just been like nonstop, you know what I mean? And um, I'm super blessed to be where I am right now.
1: So you you talk, you talked to the the mentor and she was just kind of telling you about real estate and the, the program in general. And the reason I bring that up is because I'm if, if if you know me or don't know hopefully you know me I'm on the podcast but um, I always hear about a NACA program as a loan officer and I would always just hear like negative 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 stuff about it. And so um, people bring it up to me and I I, not had, I never have anything good to say so like what what encouraged you to actually explore the program like what was it that she she may have said? um
0: she just she just told me all the benefits of it and then too i trust her like she never told me nothing wrong she always looked out for me made sure i was straight and i know she know what she talking about because she's smart as fuck uh-huh. and um she was just like you know like after i called her i'm like hey you know i'm ready to buy a house i got like 10 grand saved up you know what i mean um tatter ring or whatever the case may be and she was just like that's cool, but you should consider a multi-unit. And it was confirmation for me because Rich Dad Poor Dad had kind of like said the same thing, like, man, buy assets. You know what I mean? Buy you that's gonna generate income or whatever the case may be. And, um, she was like, man, check out this program. It's called NACA, Neighborhood Assistance Corporations of America. You can get up to a multi-unit property, four units, um, no money down, the lowest interest rate, they take care of your attorney, closing costs, all of these different things that just sounded like really like too good to be true. Yeah. And, uh, again, I trusted, So I followed up with it. And, um, man, she was spot on. So I went in, met with my counselor. They confirmed all the stuff that she said. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Did my background check. You know what I mean? My two years taxes, credit, all of that kind of stuff. Told me what I need to do to go ahead and get pre-qualified. I did everything I needed to do. And um, the rest is history, man. I, I went through the NACA program the first time. I got me a four-unit property mm-hmm. in a beautiful Chicago suburb no money down. Um, I kept all of my money in my pocket, which was about 12 grand. I walked away from the closing table with a $5,000 check. Okay. And um, I was financially free after that because I was able to go live in the building that pretty much took care of itself and me at the same time. You know what I mean? And the, and the day that I closed, it was cool because not only did I get to keep all of my money and I got that extra 5,000 from a seller's concession, I walked into rent checks and I got paid for my job that same day. And I didn't have no bills because I had just eliminated all my bills. Uh So it was just like the best feeling in the world that I'm sitting on all this cash on top of me having a place to live for absolutely free. Uh (laughs) So it was just like, just like the most like eclectic, just like most like ecstatic just exciting feeling that i had ever felt because i had never sat on that much money before and uh i didn't have nothing to do with it per se like i didn't have to pay nobody i ain't owe nobody it was just like because you know when you when you get a mortgage or whatever like they make sure like you good on all your debt and everything. So yeah. like I didn't, I didn't owe nothing. I had paid my car off, everything. So I'm like, uh-huh. damn, I got like 20 something grand. What I'm gonna do with this? Uh-huh. Like I told you, I had been reading. Like I yeah. say, money master the game, rich dad, poor dad, all that. I had been learning about the stock market. So I took all that money and put it into the stock market. And um it was just like two of the best decisions I had ever made buying that first property and putting that money into the stock market, because that money into the stock market led to. A second property through NACA, which I got through my girlfriend at the time. You know what okay. I mean? And um, it just like really set me up like to do everything that I'm doing now. Like so, without without me being able to um, well actually, so the first property it allowed me to step away from my job after a year. Okay. You know what I mean? So I wasn't working anymore. So it freed me up like that, and um, I just had time. I had cash. So I just started working on building my brand, trying to figure out ways that I can help people and, you know what I mean, in my own unique way and being creative with it. And that's how you got, you know what I mean, like the renaissance support, the landlord life, collecting gems, like all of this different content that I produce. That's how you end up like with the merch, the mindset matters. Um, I'm working. I got a book just finished. You know what I'm saying? Five-step guide on getting your shit together here. Um, like, just, like, I've been just, like, doing a lot over these past, like, five or six years, and it's all because of that first deal that I got through the NACA program, man. It freed me up, and it allowed me to just, like, really, like, you know what I mean, start to live life on my own terms.
1: That's why I really like your story, because, like like, you didn't do anything special, but execute on the information. that's, That's it. That's the key point a lot of folks miss. Like, folks will get information, have it, do nothing with it, then a year later, you know, they wonder why they're in the same spot. So, um, yeah, he just executed on information that, that he had there. Um, can you talk a little bit more about the the guidelines? Because I know it's it's kind of like no credit, no money down. Like, what what actually do you need to actually get a get a knock loan in the first place?
0: Um, to get a knock loan, of course, you it's the same thing as anywhere else. You know, two years tax returns, um, work history, um, debt to income got to be in order. You I get mean, that debt that's, to that's income ratio got to be in order. Um, but the benefits of it are. They don't care about, like, your credit score. You know what I mean? As long as your DTI is straight. So okay. if your credit score is shit, 500, 460, whatever, as long as your DTI is in order, you don't have, like, nothing in collections and none of that kind of stuff, you can okay. still get approved for the lowest interest rate in the country through NACA with the option to buy it down lower. Okay. Which is what, the like, the main benefit is of the program. Like, nobody else will allow you to do that. Like, okay. I don't know another program that allows you to buy your interest rate down below 1%. Like, yeah, well, like I said on that
1: website, they basically say that if you can pay rent, you can pay a mortgage. They basically say, you can, pay hey, mortgage. can you pay your bills? Okay, you can pay a mortgage essentially, is that is that is that motto there? Model there? Um, that's,
0: that's that's exactly what they're saying. So, they're saying if you can pay twelve, thirteen hundred dollars rent, you could afford that mortgage too, you know what I mean? And they help you get there, man. That's what I love about the program. And um, not only do they help you get there, but they protect you throughout the process. They're not going to let you, like, buy into, like, no shitty deal or none of that. They do their due diligence, and they go through everything, like, with a fine-tooth comb. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I got a client right now who I help, and I'm helping going through the program. And, um, you know, she keep running into, like, slick-ass sellers that, like, you know, trying to sell property like with encroachment issues or like you know zoning issues that they think people won't necessarily you know go do 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 due do, do, do diligence on and look up and find this information and um knack so thorough with this stuff man they be pulling all these records calling motherfuckers out on this shit and they be like getting too frustrated like like i mean like this is their job they're not gonna yeah. let you put their client in a bad situation and um a lot of lenders don't go that far. You know what I mean? A lot of lenders, just, they, just, they just want to get you the loan, start collecting that interest in it. You know what I mean? Go ahead on with their day. But they really, like, have their um, their client's best interest in mind. And I love it about them. Like, yeah, they ain't that, going to let nobody point. get over on you. They not going to let your agent get over on you, your, your attorney, nobody. Like, they really, like, thorough.
1: Yeah, that's a, that, that's a good point. Because, like, I would always hear the negative thing from, from realtors. And I never really knew that aspect, how how thorough they go into the program. Cause probably if you're a realtor trying to sell a home, yeah. you don't want somebody. Yeah, you're trying to, you're trying to do it
0: fast. Like, yeah, you don't yeah. give a fuck about none of that other shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just trying to get your check. Like, the mm-hmm. whole time, knocking Like, nah, we're trying to protect the person that's buying this property. So if it's a water stain right here, if it's any of that, like, we need to get some type of history on it, see what's going on. And if we can't, you need to get it fixed before we close. And people don't like that. But it's best for the sell, it's best for the buyer though, because yeah. that way they're stopping you from walking into a property that has problems.
1: And so you mentioned you use the program twice. I know the NACA program is for a primary residence. I think they put like a, a lien on the property. So how'd you go about you? You touched on it a little bit. But how'd you go about using the program twice?
0: So, like I said, the second time around, um, I just had my girl do it and uh just added my name to the deed. And instead of me like moving out of my property i just do stuff like peer space airbnb that way i'm technically i still live there and nobody else inhabits the property legally but me it's still in my name and everything in that particular unit okay so i do short-term rentals out of my particular space you know what i mean i come over here and i stay with her in the house sometimes or whatever the case may be it's just like a real like um a real cool situation and it give you options man so like don't be scared like to see what your options are because there's a lot of loopholes in this shit yeah, and so it's legal, legal loopholes. Like, I ain't, like, move out and put a tenant in the property. If nothing, I just do short term. And that's not, don't say nothing about that in the paperwork, but you can't do
1: that. Yeah. So, so talk about that for a little bit. Because I've seen um, some of the the peer space you've done. Like, can you talk a little bit more about that uh, that program? Not program, but talk about the, the company, Peer Space?
0: Uh, yeah, Peer Space is cool because um, it allows you, like, to rent out your space without you even having to leave. Like, you can still have your whole your whole life in the house. And people just want to rent the space for a couple of hours, and it generates just as much money, if not more money, than Airbnb, uh, because it's an hourly thing, and you can put a out a minimum on there. So let's say I want to make two hundred dollars every time. If I have the space, a hundred dollars an hour, I'd be like, "All right, cool. You got to rent it for at least two hours, or you can't rent it at all." You know what I mean? So it it gives you a lot of options, and most times you got to think Airbnb. Overnight, depending on the size of the space and the quality of the space, you're thinking, what, $200 a night, you know what I mean? I mean, I get that easy with peer space by doing an hour rental for somebody want to do a photo or video shoot. And then, too, it allows me to rent out multiple rooms at the same time. So I could put my main room on Peer Space. I could put my office on Peer Space. I could put my main bedroom and bathroom on Peer Space, all separate listings. and have three separate shootings going at the same time in those particular rooms. Airbnb won't allow you to do multiple bookings at the same time.
1: And it does pretty much cover everything? Like if somebody was a slip and fall in your space, does they have insurance? Is it pretty much everything they cover? Oh right, Yeah. And so um, jumping back to uh, to Tanaka, so you talked about a lot of the the positive things. Um, Were there some cons or any any drawbacks you found through the program?
0: Yeah, I ain't know no better with a lot of stuff. So a lot of stuff just took too long based on my particular, you know what I'm saying, understanding. But at the end of the day, it just, that's just how it is, man, when you're dealing with a a program that gives so much. Like, it's just not going to be fast. Like, you got to understand it's, those people are overworked. They don't have enough employees. And it's a million motherfuckers out here trying to go through the NACA program because it's motherfuckers out here like me telling everybody about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, that doesn't help the cause at all. You know what I mean? Um, Just like I tell people all the time, if you want to go through this program, don't be in no rush. If you're looking to get you something within three months, four months, something like that, that's probably not the program for you. You know what I mean? Like, if you can be patient, if you understand the benefits of this program, if you understand the benefits of being able to get started by, and keeping all of your money, being able to end. Cause I don't think people really understand. Like most times when people first buying a property or, or they first time buying a house, like of us sleeping on a mattress on the floor. Like ain't no, you ain't able to like just fill the house up with furniture and deck yeah, it all yeah. out and make it five. Cause you spent all your money on your down payment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most times, you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, NACA allows you to man like walk into a situation where not only you can just buy you a, a multi-unit property that cash flow but you get to keep your money in your pocket you know what i mean you can use it to reinvest go start you another business buy your furniture you do with that like you have options you know what okay. i mean a lot of places you got to put that three and a half percent down or whatever percent down
1: uh-huh.
0: that should be most of your savings a lot of times you know what i mean so especially if you're dealing with like people who just like ain't really had savings you know what i mean they just really learned the process like, shit, $7,000 is a lot of money to somebody who ain't ever had $7,000, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so, like, they set you up beautifully, man. And um, that's why I try to encourage people, like, if you want to, like, get off to a great start with a low interest rate and a program that's going to pretty much walk you through the door by hand, it's uh-huh. it.
1: And so you, you mentioned that the property cash flows. Does the property have to cash flow? Because, like, with the FHA property, like, it has to pass, basically, the FH. So there's no, like, stipulation
0: like that? Okay. No, it don't got a cash flow. It just got to make enough sense to where it's, like, if it don't cash flow, you got to be able to afford whatever okay. extras, you know what I'm saying? And typically, that's why the multi-unit is great, because even for that, your, your particular part of the mortgage is going to be a couple hundred dollars, yeah. you know what I'm saying, as opposed to $1,200, 1500 $2,000 that you have on a single family without that help of those extra units paying, you know?
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and so you went from, I assume, living in uh wherever you know by yourself or somebody else to all, being a landlord all of a sudden. You went from taking care of yourself and your family to you got three tenants. So, so how did you, um, like what lesson did you learn as a landlord? Because I think you all three tenants came with your first property. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, it was fully occupied. Um, it was it was an easy transition because I was like I was preparing for. I had been reading. I had took the landlord um. NACA requires you to take like a a landlord class before uh, and get like a landlord certification or something like that before you um close so I was kind of prepared for it again like I said I had been reading like just books on psychology just like you know what I mean just working with other people all of these different things so it was something I was prepared for and the cool thing was um I inherited tenants who were older than me so these were mature people grown-ups retired teachers stuff like that like so it was just like a level of respect that was given like right out the gate because they saw a young black man had purchased the property uh-huh. and everybody thought it was just kind of cool.
1: Okay. And for, for y'all to know, he has a series on YouTube, Landlord Life, so you can kind of check out some of the, the stories. He kind of li- goes through his life or, you know, stories as a landlord, you know, the pros and cons there. Um, So what what advice maybe would you give to a new landlord that maybe didn't do the research you did?
0: Man, do the research I did. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> uh because it's necessary man um mm-hmm. you know like don't don't think the money is yours because it's not you know what i mean that money is for your property and to keep the property running and going um understand this is a long game it's not for you to like you know what I mean? Take advantage of right now. A small portion of it will be for you to take advantage of right now. Like I say, the, the part where you get to live for free or get to mm-hmm. live for a couple hundred bucks um, and have most of your mortgage being paid by other people. That's the benefit. Um, learn as much as you can. Respect your tenants. Um, they'll respect you. Uh, when people call you about issues, don't get upset. It ain't their fault. Your mm-hmm. building ain't acting right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Go take care of your business. Do what you got to do. Make sure they straight. And most of the time, if you make sure your tenant's straight, they're gonna make sure you're straight. Um, just 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 do everything with with the mindset of how would I want my landlord to treat this situation if the shoe was on the other foot?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Do do one other stuff. So. Yeah, definitely. Um so you talk about um you know the money isn't yours. You talk about budgeting and like capital expenditures. I know you had like a big like plumbing issue. Uh, yeah, man, it's
0: like thirty five thousand dollars.
1: So how do you go about budgeting and setting aside money for like capital expenditures down down the line?
0: Um, I just don't spend no money out there. because
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, you just don't know when some shit gonna happen.
0: Like, so I operate out of fear. Like, you okay. know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like I just ain't touching none of the money. Uh-huh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. I do stuff like with the peer space money, you know what I'm saying? That'd be cool. Like, but the actual rent money couldn't mm, touch that shit, man.
1: Oh, okay, okay. You just you
0: just never know. Like yeah. you just never know. Like I I was expecting that plumbing issue to be something light, like maybe like four or five grand. That shit jumped up to like 35. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Like, you know, what I'm <laughs> like nigga, uh-huh. like, it's a damn payment on another house. Yeah, yeah. You know, like so that really like set me back. Like, cause I planned on doing a lot of stuff this year. And um, yeah, that thirty-five k really hurt me because, like I said, that was a down payment on another property.
1: Yeah, so that's, that's important for you, for you all out there because thirty-five um, k is a lot. You know, whether you can pay for it from savings or you can pay for it through a loan. Um, so, like, if you're if you're because I hear a lot of folks, they seem to forget about capital expenditures. Like, folks look at the, your rent minus your principal interest payment is 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 not is not what it is. You know, you got to make sure that you're you're planning for those. Um, hopefully, you don't have a thirty thousand dollar issue down the line but you know stuff like that 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 happens unfortunately
0: um yeah it's just it's just it's just like a car man like stuff is gonna go bad like you know what I mean like just material pipes just all of these things have a life a lifespan you know what I mean and um if you're not aware of when certain things got done or when the last time something got done or like if you in a flood zone like all of these different things you got to be aware of um uh, because they'll eat at your budget and they'll continue to eat at your budget if you don't get it taken care of in a timely amount like you're trying to put band-aids on stuff it's only gonna make it worse and um initially with that plumbing job that's what I was trying to do um because initially they told me they was like man this this could end up being a pretty big job if these small little patches that we're trying to do don't work because it's just fucked up down here you know what I mean? And um. And when you start having bust up concrete and all of that stuff, and yeah. trying to get to pipes, it just it gets expensive because again, they don't pay for that equipment. That's you rent that equipment for them to use it to do that stuff. You know what I mean? Like they, they that don't come out of their pocket. Them rent excavators and all of that kind of shit. It's just like once that starts start like adding up, it's just like God, damn. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Like, and if you're not ready for it, that's when the real stress come in and like I was cool and I was stressed. So imagine if I didn't have the money yeah, yeah, and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. I'd have been ready to jump off the fucking roof. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it's, and that's a good point. Cause a lot of times, you know, folks talk about their landlords or landlords talk about their tenants being bad, but it's, sometimes it's the landlord doesn't have the money to fix the stuff that just yeah. needs to be, to be, be fixed. So uh not say not luckily, but you know, he, he was disciplined enough to set the money aside. So, you know, tenants weren't complaining to him about this and that, and then he was just, uh, You know, my my tenants suck, et cetera. So yeah, you make sure you're you're budgeting for those, um, um, you know, rainy days, as they say. So, have you ever you had don't... to like um, evict a tenant before or kick someone out of your your building? Oh
0: uh, man, one time, one time um, during the pandemic, I actually had to trick dude out the place um, because he, you know, he knew he couldn't, he ain't had to leave or whatever the case may be, but the apartment was flooded and um. I just I just kept letting it flood. Like I wouldn't get the, I wouldn't get it fixed. That's that was part of the plumbing issue that I got fixed. Like okay. I wouldn't get it, I wouldn't get it fixed. And um, okay. I just kept on letting it flood. And, you know, he was down there with a dog. Or whatever. I mean, it it ended up costing me a little bread because, like I said, I had um, you know, water damage to like you know or whatever. But I, I had to redo the whole apartment anyway, so it was just like whatever. But um, yeah, man, I was trying to get him out. He wouldn't leave. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, cool. Watch this. And that summer, it just kept raining. Like, it just kept raining. He just kept on having to deal with that shit. And uh, so one day, he was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and dip. I'm like, I kind of figured you would at some point. Shit, you're tired of living in shit water? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? So so after he left, you know what I mean? I went ahead and got everything taken care of. All right,
1: so I... (laughs) how do you go about screening like new tenants what's your process or how do you go about finding tenants in the first
0: place
1: um i'll use a property manager
0: when i'm in the city because uh the city of chicago and when you're dealing in big cities in general they got a lot of rules and a lot of tenant laws uh but in the suburbs it's typically somebody i know a friend a reference you know what i mean and then i'll um you know just make sure i do a quick little call to their job make sure they work um make sure they got the funds to put down and um and this it's been easy peasy for my building in the suburbs.
1: Okay, and so um, as far as like finding a property in the first place, I mean, you have like a process where you look at like city records and see what's coming and all that. How, how do you go about finding or identifying like a good, the good property? That ain't
0: that ain't that ain't always a necessity because some stuff you can just go in the neighborhood and see like. But if you're trying to like um, you know, buy like somewhere you're not familiar with or like buying the suburbs where there ain't a whole lot of you know what I mean stuff going on. And uh you just see space and opportunity. You can look into, like I say, city records and stuff like that to see what's coming. But me for the most part, man, I try to look for amenities for the tenants because it's not about me. As you know what I'm saying, because I don't necessarily the person that gotta live there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like so I look the first thing is good schools. Okay. I try to find like good schools because most times your tenants gonna have children. So good schools. Um I try to like be close to like job opportunities, hospitals, okay. um, you know what I mean, businesses, places like that. Um, transportation, trains, buses, you know what I mean? Those are major things for me. Both yeah. of my properties are near phenomenal um train and bus lines. Both of my properties are near shopping, both of my properties are near restaurants. Like my tenants have the best amenities, you know what I mean? And I make sure that because my tenants have the best amenities, they don't want to leave. It's hard for them to leave. It's like, God damn, like, man, I can walk across the street to the gym. I can walk to the restaurant. I can walk down the street. It's popping down there. All the bars be cracking. It's like, fuck, I don't want to move from over here. Like, it's like, they, like, you know what I mean? People like really get tied to the areas that I buy in. And that's intentional. I do that on purpose. You know what I mean? Because I know what's what's in those areas. Um, and when you're shopping around and you're looking for stuff, you definitely want to look for like amenities for your tenants because that's what's going to keep them. And that's what's going to get you the best best rents too. Like Because those amenities is what allow you to like, you know what I mean, bump your rent up. Like, oh man, I got parking on site. I can restaurants around here, churches, good schools, man, and bus line, busing. Like it's just, you know what I mean? It's just, it's what people look for and what they want to pay for.
1: Okay, gotcha, makes sense. Um... And as far as the actual screening process is, is a word of mouth? Do you have like a, a program you use, or how do you actually go by saying, "Hey, I want this tenant in my property," or, you know?
0: Um, like I said, so the the in the city, I use the um the management company. But for oh, me okay. personally, but for me personally, I I haven't even really had to swap tenants out in my other building. I had one tenant, you know, what I mean that left, and um. And she was there for 18 years, I think. And the only reason why she left is because she wanted her daughter to go to a school that wasn't in the area. And she didn't okay. want to pay the out-of-district fee, so she just moved to the area. But um, the person that moved in, I had been knowing them already for a long time. I knew they had, you know what I mean, worked at their job for a while. I knew they, like, just, I knew they was a good person, you know what I mean? And um, it was an easy decision for me to make. They had their money. You know what I mean? All that stuff, like just they did everything they were supposed to do. They brought, you know what I mean, the check. They try to come with cash and all. It just, you know what I mean? Like so, certain stuff you can just tell if a person, you know what I mean, like legit or not, or just like is, is worthy of your space or not. You know what I mean? Because you could lay out a certain blueprint for somebody, like all right, cool, meet me at the apartment at twelve o'clock. Bring a check. Do this, 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 and this. Like if they on point. Like you know what I mean? That that kind of stuff show a lot. Like but then you got people late. They come with cash. It's like it's just like ah. Uh, I'm straight. Right. Gotcha,
1: gotcha. Okay, cool. appreciate that that breakdown of the, the program. I want to um, pivot a little bit. Now you have the, the book coming out. You talk about kind of what's in the book and um, the process of um, writing the book. Uh, yeah,
0: man, Renaissance's Five-Step Guide on Getting Your Shit Together um, is the title of the book. And um, it is just pretty much the blueprint that I use to get my mind right before I got into real estate, before I came across any money, before I just did anything monetarily because at the end of the day the mindset is the first thing that wow. should always be worked on because if you get a million dollars right now and your mind ain't right you're gonna fuck it off. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just it just it's proven. Like yeah. you know what I mean. So the first thing is to get your mind right and to get understanding. And um that's what this book is about. Um I went through a, a time and a space in my life where I just didn't I didn't get it. I didn't understand. I didn't know anything. I just was, it was just either sports or entertainment, like most young black men. You know what I mean? And, um, I had to figure some things out and reading allowed me to do that. And this book is a very short read, man, direct straight to the point. I think it's maybe 50 pages. You know what I'm saying? I got some really, really cool interviews in here. Okay. Um, some of the people that I interview in here, like, um, have done some amazing things like, um, my buddy uh Cosign, um, he's sold over 30, 40 million records in Hollywood, man. He made um, birthday cake for Rihanna, okay. Ass for Big Sean, um, Anaconda for Nicki Minaj. And okay. the, I mean, and, and the list goes on. Um, my little cousin DJ Oreo, he's um chance the rappers DJ. Okay. Um, and just like a lot of uh, other dope artists DJs on the road. Um, my big sister, Rita Lee. Man, she's worked with everybody from DJ Khaled to Nas to fucking Nipsey Hussle. I mean, just like, and I have all of these interviews in this book, too. Um, And it's just like my five-step just like guide on getting your shit together. Self-evaluation, the power of your mind and your words, um, being frugal or fraud, building a solid foundation foundation and maintaining your stability and then like being able to take your leap of faith into what it is that you want to do um and, and I elaborate on all those and I go into depth on all of those steps and um I think it's very very powerful and it's gonna help a lot of people you know what I mean once they really sit down and take the time to like put their hands on it and, and read
1: okay so what what's one thing like you learned because you know you 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 know people you talk to people but interviewing somebody actually sometimes you've learned stuff about them that you had no idea like what's one like Jim or something you took away from one of your interviews
0: that you didn't know before um that everybody got like a a real story man like you know what i'm saying like everybody got a real story like it's just all about if they willing to tell it to you or not but if you like really sit down and listen like we all we all have a path in life like and it ain't like Ain't nobody gonna be bigger than the other person. It's just like it's just like we all go through stuff. Like ain't nobody out here that ain't never been hurt, and nobody never been like scarred, like just like we all go through the same emotions, pain, joy, happiness. And um, and just sitting down talking to those people and like these are people that I know personally and have known my whole life and just like mm-hmm. never had this in-depth of conversation with these people. Mm-hmm. And um just to know that we all have a story, man. And it's just like, you shouldn't judge people by, you know what I mean, what you see. Like, just like, just, just set the fuck up and listen sometimes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so where, where can folks, uh, get the, when's the, when's the books, uh, coming out? Um,
0: I'll probably drop it. I'll probably drop it my birthday weekend. Um, my birthday, January 25th, but I'll be in Houston. Um, uh, okay. January 21st through, to, through the 23rd, um, and I'll probably drop it that weekend sometime. Um okay. I'll do it online.
1: Okay. And so people go to like your, your Instagram bar or where can folks like go?
0: Yeah, they can um they can either go to my personal website to get it. Of course, it's gonna be on my Instagram and my links or whatever I got link tree. It'll be up there, it'll probably be the first link that particular weekend because that's what I'm gonna be promoting that weekend.
1: Okay. Um
0: okay. yeah, man, I'm excited about it. And I and I'm thinking I'm gonna make it free. People just gonna have to pay for their own shipping. Okay. Well, so.
1: Okay. And you'll be able to find it in the, um, the link to the, whether you watch on YouTube or the podcast, I'll put a link to the book in this, uh, in this episode as well. So, uh, wherever you're at, click down there and, uh, and, uh, take advantage of it as well. Um, and so you, know, talking about, you know, mindset in the book, you know, obviously you have the the brand on right now, your, your clothing brand. Um, you know, what, what inspired that?
0: Mindset matters. Um, I believe that, um, that's what kind of like got me to where I am just the way that I think, you know what I mean? The way that I just like, believe in myself, um, understanding that the stuff that I went through in my life and the circumstances that I was dealt just didn't dictate, you know, where I will be today. And um, I I used it for motivation. And um, I just want to be an example for young men who come from, and young women as well, who come from circumstances that I come from and the places that I come from and let them know that mindset is is the main thing, you know what I mean? It's not your circumstances, the way you think and the way that you feel about yourself. And, and if you can, if you can understand that, you can really do anything out here. And uh your circumstances don't dictate, you know what I mean, how far you go in the world. And uh that's why I feel like mindset matters more than anything, because if you can think a certain type of way, you can really like make that shit come to life. And 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 I'm a Firm believer in that, and I'm a I'm a prime example of that because I come from the bottom. Like I say, my mom and my daddy was on drugs. Like I was adopted into my own family. No financial literacy nowhere. Like I didn't been homeless before. I didn't bounced around. You know what I'm saying? I didn't try to rap. I didn't try to do everything under the sun to be successful. But you know what I mean? This shit right here, this financial literacy shit, this entrepreneurship, this real estate shit, is what has gotten me to the next level. And um, me understanding that and me knowing that. Quitting would never get me to where I wanted to go. That mindset is what like, it's got me here. And that's why I try to tell people more than anything, man. Get your mindset in order because if you out here chasing money and all the other stuff, it's cool, but if your mind ain't right, ain't nothing ever gonna be right. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, okay, so you you basically, you are the brand, your mentality is is the brand, how you came about that essentially.
0: Yes sir, it's just like, it's it's just my mentality. That's it. Like, Mindset Matters. And um, the designs, this one is Mindset Matters. I have another one. Books are key because, for me, everything that I've ever read is what got me here. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the stuff that, like, taught me how to, you know what I'm saying, think the way that I think, how to move the way that I move, like, the books. Like, it ain't never been nothing on YouTube. It ain't never been nothing that, you know what I'm saying, like, no courses. And the courses have helped, too. But, like, more than anything, books have helped me like, more than anything else, like, courses and shit, cool, but me actually picking up a book with paper in it, and words, and letters, like, that's the shit that, like, got me to the next level, and, um, has taught me the most, that's where I've gotten the most valuable information from books, like, they say you want to have something from a nigga, put it in a book, and, um, I, I, I firmly, I, I believe that, because that's what all the valuable information, and all the valuable gems are, because at the end of the day, it's just, like, like a movie, Dave, like, I don't know if you ever read a book and then when you saw the movie, it's like, man, the book way better. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like, if you go take a course, it's like, man, I. that's cool. But I wish I had that shit in the book. Because I know the information would have been just, like, way more in-depth. It would have been just, like, explained better. Like, with video stuff, like, it kind of got to be compacted because people only going to watch it for a certain amount of time.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what
0: I mean? With a book, like, you can actually indulge and in, you can use your imagination. You can create visuals in your own head. And um, that's what I kind of like about books because it allowed me to use my imagination. I got a very like vivid and kid like imagination. Like when it comes to just like you know creativity and the way that I view things.
1: Okay, now um, what what's one tip you may give to somebody you know um, as far as you know starting a clothing brand you know that you may learn through your through your journey.
0: You're gonna have to um, spend some money and um and test a lot of things out. It's not cheap like, and I, and I don't even have a clothing brand. I just have, you know, my particular apparel, like I ain't dealing in pants and shit, <laughs> and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm just starting off like with tops and hats. And um, even with that, it's expensive. You got to test material. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You got to test garments, you got to test fabric. And then you have to test, you know what I mean? Ink. You have to test personalities because you may not necessarily get along with one company or another company you may like this person better than this person you know what i mean so like all of these things are gonna have to like i mean make sense to you and add up because at the end of the day you want your business to flow smoothly you want to work with people who want to work with you and who want to see you win so like it's gonna be work it's not just like oh man i'm gonna go start a clothing line and then it's just that like no you're gonna have to build relationships you're gonna have to spend money you're gonna have to decide if you want to do drop shipping or if you're gonna have inventory it's just gonna be a lot of stuff that you're going to have to figure out. Not saying that it's not doable, but it's not going to be easy. And um, I think a lot of people have the uh, thought process that when they get into a lot of this stuff, it's going to be easy. Dave, I created my designs and started working on this stuff in 2016. Okay. And I'm just now I'm putting it out in 2021. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's been a process for me. And that's, and that's because I went and did things the right way. Like, I went mm-hmm. and got patents and all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I actually own my designs and shit. So that's another thing that I want people to, like, actually take serious, like the ownership part of it. Like, don't just go and create some shit and make some shit and then you start making money on it. Then down the line, a motherfucker will tell you you can't sell your own shit because you don't even own it. You know what I mean? A motherfucker will watch you blow all the way up, go do all type of research and check. Oh, he don't even own this shit. Let me own it. And now I'm going to send you a cease and desist letter and tell you, you owe me all of the money that you done made off a of brand that you thought you own. Like, so like, man, take care of your business first. Make sure like you got it. and and it's going to be, it ain't going to be cheap. That's why I try to, man, it ain't going to be cheap. So whatever you do, like, don't be scared to invest in yourself. Understand that it's going to be a cost to all of this shit. And most times you're not going to get your money back. to probably five years down the line. Okay. Like um, whole time, like, and that's, that's no lie. Like whatever you invest in, just make sure that, you know, that, damn, I probably ain't going to see this money again for at least five years and be ready for that because it's a part of the process.
1: Yeah. All, all money. And you got to yeah, invest back in the business for, for the business to grow. So, yeah. But cool. Um, Appreciate your, your time. I don't know if you have any, any final words of, of wisdom for the, for the folks or, you know, where can folks uh, connect with you at? Um,
0: like I said, I'm Renaissance125 across all um, social media platforms Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, um, whatever you can name. That's my name on everything. Um, my website, therenaissanceu.com. Um, check it out. My YouTube channel, I have a, a ton of content uh, the Landlord Life series. Um, I have the Renaissance support, I have collecting gems. I have a lot of other just, like, random-ass video. I don't know where I'm talking and just giving game. Um, yeah, man, my Instagram. Um, I post a lot of dope stuff on there. You might see some of Dave content on there, too, because I repost a lot of his stuff. Um, just just really out here, man, trying to grow my brand, moving around, connecting with a lot of the other influencers and stuff as of late, um, getting in the room with a lot of people. So you might see me at the next fucking event somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just man, just trying to get out here, bro. Um, and, and, and working my number and doing what I can. You've seen me shit shit for the past year and a half. So yeah, yeah. Just just trying to grow and stay consistent.
1: Okay, cool. And my, my final question for you is um, you got a million dollars. Um, you have one week to spend it on real estate or real estate adjacent stuff. What what would you do with that? You got to spend a million dollars in one week for some reason.
0: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> That's a good problem to have, um I would leverage it out and do um probably five million dollar properties at two hundred thousand apiece, so I would turn that one million into five million immediately, however I can. I would try to find deals like that where I can just utilize the leverage and um and turn it into cash flow.
1: Okay, well, there, there you have it. You ever get a million dollars? There's a there's a blueprint. You got to spend it in a week for some weird reason. There, there you go. So, yeah, man, see.
0: I would, I would, I would just go buy um five million dollar multi units, uh, where I can put twenty percent down on them. That's two hundred thousand each. Um, yeah, and and get the cash flow, and and live my life, and sell them bitches for ten million dollars later down the line. Like that would be, yeah, that's a simple thing for me, bro. Like. Okay. okay. Now, this shit like this shit is super this shit is super easy. Like when you know how this shit go. Like it's just like it's not I'm not gonna go get no jets. I ain't gonna do none of that shit. Like I'm gonna go okay. buy me some more cash flow and let that All shit right. take care of my lifestyle. Gotcha,
1: gotcha. Um well once again, appreciate you for, for coming on, you know, telling the folks the um the good story there. Like I said, pretty much anything you talked about as far as links, those will be down in the bio for the uh wherever you're watching this. So um, once again, appreciate your time. And uh I did not have an outro for this yet. So thank you. Yeah.